But no, shout the girl Ray. Show me more. One of the biggest bangers on the internet that you guys don't know about, probably. <laughs> guys, my name is Nate Walworth, joined by Joe Patton. Appreciate you guys for tuning in again. So much action going on in the courts out there on the tour, college level with the ITAs. ITA Fall Nationals coming up here, and we'll, I'll actually be in San Diego for those. So, um, JP, appreciate you joining me tonight. It's late night, grinding yep. out here. Oh, let's go. You got your fizzy water, this fizzy, <laughs> this uh, sparkling water that you love, man. The, got this own cup that designs that shoots the nitro into the bottom end. So the You're so sophisticated, my oh, man. Oh, totally. We got to start off with some action that we did not get the recap last week. Uh, let's start off with Gijon. Start off with Gijon. Just some quick takeaways. Not going to go through the entire draw, but Andre Rublev captured his fourth title in Spain, ripped Corda in the final. Um, so he's won Rotterdam, Belgrade, Dubai, and Marseille uh, this year. And Rublev is a guy who I thought was going to make more noise at the US Open. I just actually it was pretty cool. I got to talk to him before the Open at the uh, McEnroe event, and he was. It just felt like he felt pre- like a lot of pressure, like. When we were, t- he was kind of just hanging out with a number of us in a circle talking, and he was like, um, "Somebody, somebody asked him like, do you plan on playing tournaments after the US Open? Like, or, or how is your schedule going to finish up?'" And he's like, uh, "If I do really well here, probably I'll slow down. But if I don't, I gotta, I gotta win something. Like, I'm ready to win tournaments now." And he, it just felt like he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders. And I think some of these outbursts that we've seen him have, that I don't remember seeing a couple years ago. I don't recall him being that guy that was uh, having outbursts regularly. And now he's like banging his kneecaps with the racket. He's slamming the racket. He's just looks like he's out of sorts very quickly, and it's like it's you don't see that from t- top ten players. Very, uh, I-, I would say often. So good to see him get back on the right track. Looked like a dominant player. Took out Tommy Paul, who was in good form as well uh, in straight sets. And yeah, I, I know you're a big Andre Rublev fan. Any words for your man that uh, you- you've you've kind of been with him now for two years now? This has been one of your one of your boys. I mean, I would say he definitely seems like he's. Playing under, stre- playing stressful tennis. He looks, yeah. Why does he look so stressed out? What's what's the deal? You think I he's, don't know. I feel like no one expected him to be a top ten player when he came back from injury. It's like he should be kind of playing on house money, but um, you, no. He got four titles. I mean, it's not a bad year. No, yeah. and he's what he's like forty six and seventeen or something ridiculous. He's still winning a ton of matches. Yeah, I do. F- I did think coming into this year that he was going to be a little bit more dangerous at the slams in particular on the hard courts, um, but just some tough matchups. I mean. Uh, just the hardcore fast tennis. I mean, whoever finds their A game first. I mean, he had a battle with Avachka at the U.S. Open, which he pulled through. But um, no, the other the other guy that we had to talk about from Gijon, Dominic Team, is he back? I mean, you you're on that you're on that wagon for sure. I, mean, I was impressed that Sapcorda beat Murray. <laughs> Murray, I'm sorry, Murray. Murray is fighting. The guy's washed. I mean, he's the fact that he got. I mean, he took a set off him, though. I mean, he took a set off court, a 6-1 set off yeah. court. So yeah. I say that I respect what Murray's done. It's just like I can't hold on hope that this guy's going to reach like that level again where he's top 30 and a real this, I mean, a real threat to win anything. I feel like for people that like Andy, I love having him on the tour. Absolutely. Um, I feel like people that like Andy Murray, though, like you kind of want him to beat. You want him to just get one more big win, I think. What's a, Like he has had these big wins, though. It's not like he hasn't had big wins, I feel like. It's just like. He can't stack them together anymore. He just doesn't have the 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 body to kind of uphold. That's what the, I mean. He hasn't had like a late round win like Jimmy Connors right. getting like a quarterfinal in a slam. Right. He, he's making. I don't a, see that like happen. a deep. No. 
No. Yeah. But Don, I, I just don't. Like, Murray, he just, he's got metal hips. Like, when's the last time you saw a guy with metal hips have any success on the tour? You just don't see it. Uh, but Dominic Team, on the other hand, I was asked by one of my buddies, Chase Pearson, the other day, like, do you think he can reach top 20 again? And this was like a week and a half ago, and he, he started to show signs, obviously, that he was looking healthy and getting more comfortable. Um, yeah, he's definitely making noise. And now it's like... I keep hearing him. Yeah. The inside-out backhand that he's hitting for winners now, it's like, now that he has that shot back, that's a confidence shot. That's a shot that he had before getting hurt that he was hitting with just... It's a weird angle to see off a backhand that, like, he just... It almost looks like he's spraying the ball, and he just finds that deep corner. Once he had... Like, once I saw he had that shot back, and he can play a little more offensive, and he was playing a lot of defense when he came on his kind of comeback tour, but... Yeah, I feel like you have to, like, fall into it. Like, even on right. the, like coming across, going inside out, you still have to, like, it's weird to make your body go that way after you're, like, going, feel like you're going, I don't know. No, 100%. What you're, what you're saying is spot on. I think throwing your body at the ball in that angle to kind of get that body power on the shot, because, it, and he just, it's such a fluid shot for him, too, when he gets his body around it. But uh, next tenement, let's, <laughs> <laughs> Florence, let's go to Florence. Um, actually, no, let's end with Florence. Let's go to Astana Open. In, in uh, where Novak takes home a title without or no one set dropped. Yeah, with the Medvedev. Well, that match was something. I mean, I thought we were gonna get a three set thriller. Take Medi takes the first set six four. Yeah. Novak takes a uh, second set breakers eight six. Uh, great tennis. Both guys are battling. Medi had chances in the second set. Novak just played the big points better. We were all set, like settling in. I think I was eating breakfast at the time. It was an early morning match, and then at the changeover, I I almost looked, I almost looked away, and I see Medi like kind of go after Novak. I'm like, what is he? Oh my, he retires. I'm like, he was just playing a breaker, and I didn't see any. I, I know uh, Gil Gross on Twitter was saying that there was a point in the second set of the tiebreaker where he saw it, but it's just like, it seemed like to me Medi tapped out mentally. Well, it's weird because didn't he get the hernia thing when he played Djokovic? Did he? I, I can't recall. He did say something in the post pr- post match presser that like if he would have kept playing, he could have been out a few weeks and he wanted to finish the season strong or something. So fair enough. But um, I know Novak looked awfully confused because he he was like even in the post game or post match presser, he's like, yeah, I mean he was moving very well. In the yeah, breaker. I don't I don't remember exactly when Djokovic got. I think he might have got his hernia injury or uh, Medvedev when he played Djokovic. And so like so maybe he played the same guy. He's and he's doing the same. <laughs> he had deja shit. vu. Yeah. Oh, is that what or you're he's saying? Just cutting him I up. love how you're looking out for your guys, man. Rublev and, and, and Medvedev only. I mean, they're they're gonna appreciate you though. <laughs> uh, other result from this tournament that shocked me: Gofan over Alcaraz in straight sets. Yeah. What? And Gofan was a lucky loser. Like he he wasn't like he came in with a ton of momentum. He played the youngest guy like on the tour in the top 200. The in the uh, was it qualifying? Yeah. Yeah. Loses to him. I can't remember the guy's name now. Loses to him, and I'm like, oh, this is... I mean, then he gets lucky loser and takes out Alcaraz, and it was just like... And straight. Alcaraz could not hit a winner for the life of him. He could not get the ball past Gofan, and Gofan's counterpunching eventually caught up to him, and he, his some of his passing shots, it's just like, wow, how is this guy doing it? But Yeah, Gofan like, can play with anybody. When, he, he, when he's dialed up and just cutting it like so low over the net. He's got... His backhand is... Yeah, I know you. Yeah, I know you're gonna stick this to me. I, I I've been a Gofan <laughs> hater for a little bit of my of my lifetime as, as a tennis fan. It's, I'm I'm just impressed. <laughs> no, it's, it was very impressive for the guy. I, I won't say it's just like I don't want to. No one wants to show up to see a, a second round match with Gofan. It's like come on. Yeah, that was tough. What about a quarterfinal with 
Gofan and Manorino. That's brutal. Manorino and Gofan in a quarter. That's tough. And then the other the other matchup that I thought like I was on the uh, with with Gruskin on the Cracked Rackets show and we were talking about Hurtgotch how he had to, like he needed to show me something this year like with with the forehand like more beef I needed more pop I needed a heavier ball I needed him to lean in on the shot a little bit more and dictate with the forehand I thought this tournament was a great chance for him to do that uh, played uh, Sitsi Poss and I just didn't see like I don't see him make an adjustment that to me shows that he can compete with these top guys on the biggest stages. When things get tight, like like the top five guys, yeah, like the, really, yeah, the top five guys. I mean, the top. It's like what, yeah, top seven even. Like I, don't, I just don't think he has the consistent pop and front foot tennis that you need, especially like on your serve. Like yeah. he tries to feather too many balls into the court. Whether he's using the, a lot of slice, he comes behind some goofy approaches where he tries to use like these like short angle, uh, like off off pace shots. Yeah, which sometimes work against lesser competition, but. Against an athlete like Sitsi Paz, who moves exceptionally well both side to side and forward, yeah, you don't get away with that stuff. And it's like Sitsi Paz ex- just he, re- he really exposed him. I thought, and I, I'm like, her coach has to figure out like his Boyton, Coach Boyton, Craig Boyton has to be like lean in on the forehand, lay some wood on the ball, and throw your six foot six frame into each shot. I just don't know what what the deal is, but it's like he's running into a wall. He's like it's like his ceiling has been hit until he decides to lay in on it. Did you watch the? Curious Medvedev run. The Curious Medvedev where Hercots beat like walked through all of them to win that tournament. Wartman. Um, when was this? This was I don't remember. I remember I June uh, maybe. This was in June. Okay. It was his only I'm win. Try, yeah, I know. I'm trying and to like because Bartes when I we were talking about it because he he beat Curious but Curious was kind of like quitting. Yeah. Quitting. Yeah. 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 And then he he beat Medvedev but it was like. I do remember that. Medvedev still hurt or something. Yeah, it was a very that was a weird tournament. Was that that's a two fifty, right? Yeah. It's a good draw though. I'm looking you have the draw up right now. It's it's a pretty damn good draw. Yeah. It's in Germany. Last event. <laughs> uh, last it's a five hundred. Oh, it's a five hundred? Yeah. Wow. No, I, I definitely watched some of those matches. I remember I remember the Medvedev match was not one of Medi's best matches, but um last tournament from this past weekend, Florence, the Frenzy Open. Yeah. JJ Wolf there. makes his first ATP Tour final again, and he ends up playing Felix in a uh, really wasn't not was, bad. Not he a bad, yeah, four and four. It's like crowd was behind him too. But for Wolf now to go from like two ten at the beginning of this season to fifty six, yeah, are you kidding me? Oh yeah, like what is what is going on? This like he's just found his rhythm. Really, I I feel like he had it throughout the whole year. Actually, I mean Indian Wells tough match to um, oh my gosh, it was uh. No, it was uh, Batista Agut. He he had match points against Batista Agut and oh, Indian that's Wells. Right. That's right. That and a- I thought I was like, dude, Wolf's making some noise. Like he's coming around, and didn't get didn't get to pull through that one. But then he also had a solid Miami run where he, he won a couple matches, and really since that point, his confidence is taken a is taken off, and he's we, at another level it. mentally. We need we it. do. So he's now in the top sixty. Get in there, and he goes to the final with with some impressive wins. Takes oh, out dude. Maxime Cressy. Six three six four. Cressy's been playing very well, especially on hard court. Um, He's ranked way higher than him, you know. Right, Cressy's yeah, like what thirty three or something insane. Yeah. So massive win for him to beat a fellow American, another college player. So two college guys. You love love to see some college guys in the top ten or top top hundred. We have then he goes takes out uh, Bublik in the third set, six one chop after losing the first set. It was just an impressive week from from Wolf, and I think the crowd and the announcers. 
they just talk about the the wep- the weapons that he has and how big he's hitting the ball. I think the crowd was impressed with him. I think they yeah, they, he's he draws people in with the it kind of just being feel like he's disadvantaged cuz he's kind of just not the same build as most tennis players. Like He looks like a football player. I mean, yeah, the forehand does. especially when he was rocking the mullet. The that forehand <laughs> like wh- who has a bigger forehand than than JJ Wolf? Right now. Who's bigger? Gosh. I don't know. I mean, he's hitting probably one like, of the biggest ones. It has to be. Like, I'm thinking, like, hard. Like, I mean, Kyrgios has... I don't a, gunned, but, like, it's got to Kyrgios be. has just so much variety with his forehand, and he's got the pop, obviously, as well. So, I mean, okay, I'll say Kyrgios, Sitsipas, Berrettini, and... Fe- I know Felix is very good. I feel like he's not as risky. He hits, he hits harder into bigger targets. But Wolf, like... Rublev. He's right. I Rublev, Rublev, okay, facts. There. Yep. Rublev's definitely in there. Um, unquestionable. Casper Rude, I would no, throw no, no, in no, there, no, dude. No, 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 Yeah. He's spin, though. He's spin. He hits hard. He does, but it, I feel like it's it's not penetrating the court as as much as no, JJ's. No. It's It's giving you time to get there. But Wolf's ball is it's just a, eviscerated. It's a laser. It's eviscerated. It's, it is. He's blitzing the ball. And it, the backhand is huge, too. What's he got the strings at to make the cannon? Like tension-wise? Yeah. I, I, I do know this, and I can't think of it. I, I don't want to say something wrong. Um, I'll find out. I'd be curious to know what he is. He's got the, he's got the head speed plank though. He's got, he's got the he's got the piece of tree bark. No, this. No. I got the ranking. I put that four or no, I put in that three. Top, in your top rackets of this this season, you got the speed awfully high. Joe's top ten rackets. I mean, look at it. It's a sweet racket. That is no, but uh, last night. So last question on Wolf, real quick. Which top ten guy? is most vulnerable for, for Wolf to take out. Which guy in the top 10 right now would you see Wolf getting his first top 10 win? I mean, we talked about this briefly. A little bit. Before. And if I had this, like, if it's, like, top 10. Oh, if he get it, yeah. If maybe, he can get a matchup against who you think he could have a chance to take out. He's, he's had a good match with I mean, one of the injured guys would be the best. Like, Nadal, if he's hurt. Right. Coming back. Not, uh, yeah. Medvedev. If his hernia is busted, if he doesn't quit. Yeah, like if like I put one of those guys. <laughs> Give me no. So I mean, I would like him to beat some top twenty do, dudes. No, I think yeah, I think if if he's gonna take out one, if there was a top ten guy that I think it's either gonna be Hercotch or Sitsipas. Those are the only guys that don't like. Yeah, Hercotch. Hercotch is. If the Hercotch was playing the way he played against the Medvedev, though, I don't right? Know. Then it's then it's, it's tough. I mean, just to break to break Hercotch serving in the one thirties and with his variety and his hands and his aggressiveness that's coming forward is tough. All right. What about Felix? <laughs> oh, wait, they just played. They just played. Was, I mean, not that, like, we, is, we totally didn't talk Felix about is him. Top, no, that, but, like, he totally be, just won, so. What, what is he now? He's top 10 now, right? Definitely. Yeah, he's top 10. So he, he might, he's got a chance to make might be the, uh, eight. I think he, he has a chance to make the yeah, eight tour finals. He needed that. And he's been, I mean, he, he went, he got the, quarterfinals in Cincinnati, didn't he, with George? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, he lost to Korch. He beats... Who did he beat? Felix had some good wins in Cincinnati. Yeah. Center? No, Center lost to Korch. He's won... Damn. No, Felix is very good, obviously. I think he's still He's got just, two. Florence and Robert. Felix, Felix is very good, but do you think he's like a guy that... He's got two, sli- he's got two uh, titles. Do you think he's a guy that you expect to see when... Like, is he a multiple... Grand Slam champion or no? I mean, I feel like he's got huge serve. It's like he has everything, but then 
it just leaves him some. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, just a, he's he's a very difficult player for me to evaluate as far as like his ceiling. Like I don't really know. I feel like he obviously hasn't reached it yet, but I don't know yeah. where, where where he can go. That's, like with Carlos, I can. I feel like that's fair. I feel like I know that Carlos has a huge ceiling, and you can kind of see like how he's showed kind of flashes of how good he's going to be like to come. Felix, it's like it's up and down still. At his, but I know he's young. He's like twenty two years old. So that's why plenty of time. Other the last takeaway from Florence was Berrettini, absolutely choked. Yeah, against Roberto Carballes Baena, that was that was because was home court battling. Right? Yeah, there's pressure. Match points, that's true. Match, but I, I'm like I would Berrettini's fighting his way to get back into the. Uh, he likes to get in that top ten mix. Yeah, You're gonna have to pull through a few of those. Should we jump into this week's action? Sure. This week's action is. Got to got me most excited for Stockholm, I think. I got a trivia before we get started with Stockholm. Who won the 2021 <sighs> Stockholm Championship? I knew I should have Googled You can't that. Google this. This is You can't cheat. Yeah. I know you were dialed into this. It's an American. That's my only, that's my only hint, and that's a big one. Oh, baby. Um, I'm just going to... I think was it Opelka at the end. It of the was year? the Thomas Paul. No way. Oh, Tommy God. Paul took his first his maiden title in Stockholm last That's year. That's all recorded now. That is big time. So TP <laughs> took him a time. He's back in the draw this week. Had a brutal first round matchup with Bjorn Borg's uh, son. Was it, is it Leo? Is his first name? I think it's Leo Borg. Um, that was a. And it was cool to see Borg in the uh, stands cheering on his his son. But I was just like, this kid can where, play. Where's he? Where's Tommy Paul at? He's in the. Uh... There he is, right there. Yep. Oh yeah. Is it Leo? JJ Wolf just beat him. Wait, Wolf just beat who? That. Mochan. The. Mochan. No. Oh, Yimmer. Yimmer. Yeah. No, so Tommy Paul had a tough. He lost. He dropped the first set, and then he bounced back. But it was. Cool to watch. Cool to watch Borg and his and his son nice. kind of out there battling. I was like, I, I honestly didn't know Borg had a son that was on the tour. Um, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Cressy just lost seven six seven six to 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 Sitsi Paz, eight six in the first breaker, fourteen to twelve I believe in the second breaker. Cressy's playing very good. I mean that's a that's a hell of a match. I didn't get to watch that, but I will be watching the uh, the rerun on that. Other, wow, this draw is it's just loaded. Holger Rune Holger versus Rune Cam Nori. Just- yeah, he that's a beat Garen. That was a tough matchup in uh, Cincinnati. Did not go the young man's way. Cam Nori is just—he's a matchup problem for guy like for everybody. Like slappy. No, he's just no one. You don't want to play Cam Nori. No. Like, and I, I think we saw Taylor. Like Taylor Fritz is the one guy that I think is like a good matchup because they both are will make balls and then Taylor will take chances on the forehand. It's like other than that though, it's like no one really wants to play in, unless it's Novak. But it's like. This dude just solved so many problems on the court. He doesn't hurt himself either. Karatsev was blitzing the ball against him. Like, just rip and... Yeah, just put him down. And Cam Nori just continues to fight and find a way. But give me your prediction for Stockholm. Um, I think it's going to be some dude that needs it. So, like, probably... It's crazy that these guys are still battling this maybe deep in Tiafu, the season. Maybe Tommy Paul. I don't... I mean, they'll end up playing... It's a brutal draw for They'd Tommy. have to play each other and, like... I think quarterfinals, but maybe one of those two Americans, and then Cam Norrie is just going to be hard to beat. Because do we? The interesting matchup for me in this next round is JJ versus Demonar. 
a, a tricky matchup for JJ, just a guy that's going to track down everything yeah. and put everything back in play. That's going to be a fun matchup. And then if, if Wolf gets through that somehow, he's got the rematch of uh, DC where he rips Shapovalov there. Yeah. Straight sets. Um, then go into Ruzavori Lahechka. This is a loaded draw. If Holger Rune would get through Cam Nori somehow, then JJ would have that'd be a, that'd Holger. Be a for, for a 250 event this deep into the year, that's this is just a fun draw. So we'll I'll, we'll definitely be tuned into Stockholm. You got who, you got Tommy Paul or, yeah, or, or Tiafo? Yeah, I'm saying from the American side, Cam Nori on the bottom. I'm probably go with uh, Cam Nori. Cam Nori, dude, that's just something. Uh, give me City Pass. I just I know it's not a fun pick. Is the uh, it says this is a why was he a wild card? I don't know if he was a late entry into that, but I feel like he was. It's like the once he got a wild card, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't get that either. Do you have that to qualify for to that me. separately? No, I don't know what. Like, I, I'm guessing he was a late entry or someone pulled oh. out and he stepped in. I don't know. Um, but no, a lot of action going on around the tour. The women's tournaments are going on as well. Um, don't know if we have enough time to steal from you guys. Tune into that. But we had some things we just had to touch on. Playing tennis this week. We uh, and also watching tennis. Tennis etiquette. I, it just kept coming to me. I'm like, what are we seeing out here? First, we got, I mean, it started off a few months ago. It's like we got Sitsipas just decking balls and overheads at people. I'm like, all right, that's that's kind of bizarre culture. Then we got Iga Svantec, world number one, out here flapping her arms like a bird, trying to distract players, hitting passing shots. Like for the fourth or fifth time I've seen her do this now. Finally, it goes like Twitter viral, so people will start to kind of hold her accountable for this goofy stuff. And it's like, then she has to apologize in her championship post-match presser. It's like, that was, or, or no, it was her. It was her Instagram. Sorry, I remember I was, saw it. She was like, "Sorry for waving my arms." I'm like, "All right, like, don't do it." Yeah. I don't want to be like, just don't do it. Yeah, it's like, what? What is that? Like, have you ever seen a respectable player at this level? It's yet alone the world number one wave their arms. Like, I'm like, what? Maybe are you she doing? Little, Maybe she didn't think anyone was seeing her do it. No one saw. No, it's like in Bartosz, uh, our, our our Polish friend here on the podcast. <laughs> Big, big Iga fan. He's like, she's just like a little kid out here. And I'm like, and it's true. She's 21 years old, but yeah. it's like, also like she's won a ton of tennis matches in her life. And at the highest, she's won grand slams. Like she's his, his historian of the game. I, it seems so, at least with her, her love of the game. It's like, you don't, you just don't do that. No. Like waving your arms. Like that's, that was, that's childish. And it's right. like, maybe if you're like a young, like 17 year old trying to make your first like splash on the tour, I would understand it. But like, the girl that's won forty matches at this level in yeah, a row. Not it's good. like, what are you, what are you doing? And then, and then we, we kind of stared from. You're like, we're talking etiquette, and we're like, so what's the opposite of bad etiquette? It's like, what, <laughs> what, 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 when do you walk on the court? What's the most intimidating? In the most thing? intimidating look, we're like, before you even step on the court, you're like, uh oh, this guy's a problem. <laughs> Give me your number one thing when you're walking to an interclub tennis match out there, where where you see the guy show up to the match and you're you're in the, you're in the lobby and you're just like. Shit, this guy can play. I think it, yeah, like the like one of the telltale signs is just like very low amount of gear. Very low amount of gear. So you're telling me not not, not the twelve pack tennis bag that we all carry around. Yeah, no, like like eating like a sandwich <laughs> and like throwing it in the in the trash, like chugging a bunch of water. You're like, oh, dude, this dude means business, dude. That's or what did you say with the rackets? No, I think. Well, before we were talking in the podcast, and that's what kind of spiked this was, you never, I never played a scrub that pulled up to the courts with a racket tree. Like once this dude has a, like a, a three a three legged racket tree walking to the courts like Riley Opelka style, 
carrying like a water bottle. No bag. With like just like his hat loosely on and like an, an extra t-shirt maybe. You're just like. Yeah, the no bag is definitely that's a little intimidating. The it, no bag is intimidating. I, I don't care what you say when they when they just lay, they just lay their sticks <laughs> on the chair and they come in with a racket tree. I'm I know I know I'm in some trouble. Yep. That's what I know. I'm like, hopefully I have some Mio Energy juice in here, a banana, and some Skittles because this is gonna be a pack your lunch type of match right here. Yep. Oh my gosh. Well, honey stinger, take a honey stinger. <laughs> so. No, we we got to get back on the court here soon. Let's go. We got to go test the rackets. But, guys, for content to come down the line from Tennis Point, super excited that we will be launching our top t- 10 rackets and top 10 shoes of 2022. When does that come out? So we are shooting the video and the sh- uh, photos on Friday. Nice. Um, so two days from now. And we will probably have that up at least. So we'll probably go shoes first and then rackets second. Yeah. Uh, as from what I've heard. And I think that will go out on Monday. So, quick, ooh, you got any, if you if you had a guess, nah, we'll save it, we'll save it. I don't want to no, spoil say anything. It, say it. I don't want to spoil, give me. <laughs> say it. The oh, racket, this is, this racket is, rankings. This, yeah, give me Just your. Just like hints. Give me your top ten. People take this serious. Ours, ours have not been decided. People take this very seriously. So. <laughs> now, this is a good thing to talk about. I think people will enjoy this. So, it's, players come from different levels and. We we all have a little bit of bias t- t- towards our rackets, but which one we're using? But it's fun, and I think all of us use a racket that was going to be in our top ten regardless. So it's it's uh super cool, and I want to know JP from you how you rank your top five. We won't go all the way down our top ten list, but with with the sticks, give me the top five in order. Just from what I use when I when I, when I like purely because purely on, off on what stuff that you I like to and hit what with, you've hit with yeah. my crappy tennis game. The way that I hey, like you're four to play. five, you're four five, <laughs> and you're and you're moving. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know about that. I mean, but I like the blade because that's what I use. But Kay. I mean, obviously, fair. I think that it's one of the most popular rackets. Head radical because it's like an orange blade, and I like it. <laughs> the people's and racket, baby. It is a people stick. It's a people stick. And then head speed or the Babolat Pure Arrow probably has like a tie, like three four. Okay. And then E Zone because everybody's like I like. Casper Rude's world number two. There you go. Dude can play. The so. E-Zone's a good-looking stick, too. And yeah, I mean, Curious is using it, and like, it does. I mean, it's a great. I I hit with it too. It's a, that's a good racket. It is. It's got. I liked all those like Yonex. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, the yeah, the V-Core Pro is probably the one you would like the most, given that you love the blade so much. And more I used that, that control one for frame. a year. Yeah. So I mean, I make yeah. I think at the uh, Herkot uses it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he can't hit the forehand either. So he's using that damn control <laughs> he just frame. Tires out he just, he, so heavy. Yeah, he just taps the ball over there. He's like, oh God, his forehand, it drives me nuts. Like that's the one thing. If I could fix one thing on the tour right now, I would go coach the Hercotch forehand for a week. Just like and I like I'm literally just gonna ha- say, tag the ball as hard as you can, drop toss. Let me just see you lay some weight into every forehand for like a half hour. Like he just he's just become so comfortable just rolling it. You, you gotta lay into it. I the backhand like, he's got no problem coming across. Don't you think he like got that like big guy like del- elusive like he's actually hitting it really hard. It just looks like he's not because he's so so big. So I stood on the court with him on grandstand at the U.S. Open and got to film his practice session for like thirty minutes, and he was, I don't know, just. Not really, because like, sometimes Opelka looks like he's moving slow too. But it's just like no, I'm I'm not saying he moves slow. No, I mean like the ball, the, ball, the ball's coming off the rack. Opelka hits the ball pretty damn big. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like Hercots is kind of that. Not big. the f- 
Coming in like the net. I was got... on Bertini's court for a while, and I was on Hercotch's court for a while. I was on Carlos's court for a while. <laughs> it does not look or sound like those boys' forehands. <laughs> it does not. I mean, it doesn't even really look like like Holger Rune when he's hitting practice balls against yeah. the Grafa. It's like it just—it's a different level of. It's, of, it's just the pace isn't there. The ball just—it kind of hits and, and flares God, up. Could you imagine though if Hercotch was hitting that? Hard? No, I know, and he should. He's got like his technique's not bad or anything. It's not like like it's just he lays off the forehand. It's like. It's like his weight, he weighs 230 pounds when he hits a backhand. He weighs 140 pounds when he hits the forehand. It's like he's just not putting in the chest into the ball. So that's the one thing that just drives me. Like, yeah. Because he's got the that potential is. to be a great player. Anyway, we got we went on a nice little tangent there. I was, yeah, we, I was we waiting were to get that. We were talking about Yonix. So. Anyway, you got talk about you. That's why Yonix only has one rack in the top ten for me. Yeah. <laughs> no. So what are your top what are your top five? No, top five would be the Pure Arrow Plus. Gotta have the extra half right. inch. You gotta love, have it, and that's your favorite racket. Four and three ace grip, it is. Been my favorite racket for a while, and always been a plus guy. I'll go with number one with the pure arrow. Number two, give me the Yonix E Zone. Damn. Number three, give me the Head Extreme. Really? Number four. Is that Musetti? That's the Extreme is Berrettini. Berrettini's using. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Number four. I. This is a t- the four, fourth and fifth spots are tough for me. Give me the. Give me the blade. I give yes. me the. I, I, I put it in there. Yes. It's not. It's this is just me taking out my bias. My biased opinions Dude, out of I here. I agree with it's that. Just, it's a, it is a great all round racket. And I'm gonna say number five. This is what I, this is what I'm stuck right now. We're we're doing these rankings and I'm I'm stuck. You still got to you still got to go all the way to ten too. I know. I'm probably gonna say the head radical. It's hell yeah. It's a people stick. It is. It's, you it, love that racket I love when the you head first radical. got it. I did. when I Because I actually hit with that for probably a month or so. You called it the wand. I got the wand. I got the wand. That's <laughs> exactly one. what I called it. No, it is. It's it's a lot more, f- like, I don't know. I felt like it was more forgiving than the Piero, maybe. I didn't have to swing quite as aggressively, and I still got yeah. the pace out of it. Um, so I don't know what the word. It's just, like, a little easier. A little easier. Everything was, that's why it's called the people's racket. Do you like <laughs> Do you like it better than the blade, though? Um, you ranked it. I you do. ranked it, but you ranked I, it below the blade. No, I know it's and that's that's, that's why I, it's tough because the, the radical. It's like the blade is probably the best control frame. You like most that popular. green when the green and I like came the green, out. Yeah, yeah. It, it pops too. It's like the, the, it looks good and it's probably the most popular. Yeah, and one of the best control frames in the game. That's why I have it over that. And the and the the radical, I feel like it doesn't have that like one distinct characteristic that makes it. I wish better the than head, the blade. Yeah. I wish the head didn't do everything in the same design. With, with like this, just the same, with different colors, you mean? Just the same yeah. design? Yeah. I mean, it would just, for me, it would, I know that they're like all personalized. So, uh-huh. like, like the design, they're like, you get that one design, but. But a few, the few of the rackets that we have in the, in my, so to round up my top 10, let me just go, just because I get, I get <laughs> yes. excited for this stuff. I let me just, just finish it off. Just go. So then I got the blade and, so the blade, then the radical. Radical. And then I'm probably going with the T Fight 305 yeah, ISO, definitely from the Daniil Medvedev weapon, because it looks like the Wimbledon racket the thing from cuts, the 80s. It cuts through the the air so well. It I don't know how else to explain it. Like it just the racket head speed is so easy on that thing compared to other rackets for me. Like yep. I was able to find like swing speed, qu- like just quick reaction time with that. And the backhand, I've I don't know. Check out the T Fight 305, guys. I'm telling you, it's a great stick. Just came out. It just yeah, just not too long ago. We actually just did a giveaway for it. And then give me the, this is, I'll go uh, Ultra. Dang. I'll go Wilson Ultra. Agreed. I'll go Head Speed. I'll go Pure Drive. 
I'll go the Selenko Blackout, and I'll finish up with the. No, I think that's ten. I think I got my ten there. Yeah, that's it. No diadem. No, no diadem. No, no diadem yet. I've heard some heard things about them that they're decent, but no diadem. Actually, the uh, so yeah, I think what you're gonna see at the tennis point. If I had to guess, you're gonna see the Clash replace the Ultra. I just think with the 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 market share, just been. I think the Ultra is just better. It, and it's got a, it's got titles with. You're not gonna tell me that, yeah. There's nobody that can convince suck. me that the that the Clash is a better racket than the Ultra. Like, right. I, I understand that it fits, the, it fits more people's needs, I guess, and it accommodates more people. It's, it's a more versatile racket, but the Ultra is. So is just a better tennis. Racket. Is George's Ultra just a pro staff? Is that what you've heard? Is that what you've seen <laughs> on the internet? People, I read that Where someone thought that. I don't know. I, I, I read that some anonymous person thought that it was a pro staff. I've tried to, unless I know for sure, <laughs> yeah. I try not to say anything because I've gotten caught doing this before. Like when I said this player uses this racket. I mean, it's racket. an ultra, I guess. They really, every player endorses a racket. They don't actually, like the more you talk to these guys and you see how customized it is. Right. It's the paint job that they're using. It's very, like Nick Kyrgios, like Darren Kale, I think was just saying like, uh, probably a few months ago, I just learned that Nick Kyrgios is the only player that he knows in the top 100 that uses a racket off the rack. Like, doesn't put anything into it, no specs, no lead tape, nothing. Because I th- Well, exactly. So, like, George is using an ultra in Cincinnati and just blasting balls with that. So, it's like, that was it a, is a power stick, it's, like a pure dri- it's kind of like a pure drive, but it's a better pure drive. Yeah, and then the Gre- the girl from Greece, the Sakari, mm-hmm. she's slapping. And Tomanovic. No, they have Tom that. Nonovich is using it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I she. That. I actually, I got to see hers before anybody else was at Cincinnati, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, I was like, I, how do you like your new racket? She was like, I like it. Do you like it? And I said, like, how's it feel so far? She was like, I, I don't really care. I just love the color of it. I was dying. I'm like, wow, she's one of the top 50, 60 players in the world over here. She's like, I don't really. I'm <laughs> not that picky. <laughs> I, I just love how it looks. I was like, whoa, fair enough. I like. She, yeah, it's just funny. Wilson's probably like, yeah, we wouldn't should to promote this Wilson Ultra. Sure. She I actually mean, had ultra before, though. If someone, if they asked you to promote a racket, you would you learn how to I mean, use it for that bag that they're probably getting for I that? I thought you're still getting that Babylon. <laughs> Aren't you getting that Babylon? What am I getting? I think that that was one of your like goals because you're like still Get getting, the that, sponsorship? getting that Babylon sponsorship. Oh, I got one coming. I heard that's down the pipeline. <laughs> no, I think, I think I'm gonna this year. Yonix has been treating me pretty good. <laughs> they dude. Did. Yonix has been treating us pretty good over here. The strings. Shout out to the Yonix. I mean, team. no, wait, wait. <laughs> no, they're sending us a. Actually, I got a, a, bo- a I box. Gotta, I got to tell Dave Limke that we have some good news probably coming from your team from Yonix. They're sending us a box, a box of goodies. We'll see what it comes. We'll see what comes into. It. I heard heard there's some special stuff in there. But, Poly Tour Pro, and potentially just a little bit, huh? Just a couple. We need some Poly Tour Pro. We need some Poly Tour Rev. We need some Poly Tour Strike. We need some of those those Yonix grips are fire. Yes. And we need an E Zone Plus. Give me that E Zone Plus. No, I need that twenty seven point five. He would use it. Oh, that's. Now my guy JD Coleman over there is gonna he's gonna get us right. He's the man. Thank we, we got to thank him always for coming on the Team Yellow Tour with us. Um, the Yonex you know, stuff is just the quality control is amazing. I mean, fifty people inspect every item that comes out of their store in Japan. That's absurd. But no, guys, super excited for the top ten rackets to come out. Very interested to see where the rest of the team aligns on their top ten. So I'm sure the rankings will not be like you just heard them from either of us. It'll be... Uh, yeah, they'll change. I guarantee that damn blade's going to be number one, and I'm going to be hurt. <laughs> if that blade goes number one, I'm going to be hurt. Why? <laughs> I agree. I agree. There's no way. There's no way that's the best racket in the world right now. It I'm, looks cool. It does look cool. It looks cool. 
It doesn't have a title though. Or no, Tommy Paul got one, didn't he? Yeah. Wait, with the blade, Steph has had to get one, right? Steph has had to have one. Is he using the blade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bedosa probably has one with it. Um, Simona Alp might have one with it. Okay, we're good then. No, there's a lot of blade. There's the blade is everywhere. He's got a title with it. Yeah, too. He's been using it since 2000. Steph had it. F- I think he had it first, like 2021 yeah, Montreal or Toronto, wherever that was. I think he got it. For some reason, I feel like he at one point had a clash. <laughs> no, you'll never see a player with any respect on their name use a clash. Get out of here. God dang it. Damn clash. If I see that tri- that red triangle one more time. No. I, what's I'm, your what's your long-term run like on Tsitsipas, though? Like, so now. What do got, I think? Yeah, like, how is this year your your final kind of opinion on Tsitsipas? On Stephanus. I mean, I'm not. AP, our, uh, our, our project manager, project manager as well, he's big Tsitsipas guy. Wakes up in the middle nice. of the ass crack of dawn to get up and uh, – Watch Sitsi Poss hit hit some hit some shaky backhand returns and <laughs> some shaky volleys, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, but no. Uh Sitsi Poss, not the biggest fan of him personally. He's just a goofy guy. What like, did what did Curious say? Oh about, yeah, Sitsi, uh, about this, their someone fight. said like are you and Steph still fighting? And he's like, We never fought. Steph was just mad he lost. I'm just <laughs> like, dude, it it's true. Like Sitsi Poss tries to bully all these guys with by tagging them with overheads and stuff, and then it's like once he got bullied by the big bully, Curious, he started complaining and telling his mom that this is not what he went. Yeah, he we instantly went and became the victim. Yeah, and then he starts say, like, then he asked Nick to play him in another match, and Nick's like, "Yo, how much money are we want to play for?" And it's then you haven't heard from stuff since. It's like you're gonna <laughs> talk to talk, be ready to put your money where the mouth is. I would, I mean, how fun would that be if Curious and Steph played for some money? They should for a non like just played for their own cash, and like unfriendly. Just, yeah, just put up a hundred thousand dollars like, sanctioned. That would be am- like yeah, sanctioned through the boxing. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine how fun that would be what, to see what, them play like a in a rowdy atmosphere? Like let the fans be cr- like, they could have an undercard too of other people. Like let there be some music played, play like it's like an NBA hi- like and hype it up a little yeah. bit. Show like it's a rivalry now. Like if these Rival- guys- rivalry day, it's a ri- they should call yeah. it rivalry day. I think our favorite, my favorite thing in college sports is rivalry week, yeah, especially yeah. during basketball. Like watching Duke UNC, watching Michigan Michigan State, watching Ohio State. Or Ohio State, Michigan. It's like Xavier, UC. Watching all these, I'm like, I want to see tennis rivals. Yeah. Give me, give me the three at their, match. at their at their height too, so they don't have to like walk through a whole tournament. Oh, that would be weird. Too, give me three they, matches that you would love to see. They never play each other in the first round anymore. Three Who? three matches that you the like the rivals. No, no, no. Give me three matches. Give me two matches that you would like to see. Like that in you a, could handpick two undercard matches. setting. Yeah, on the undercard. Because I already. I mean, so like, we got Sissy Poss and Curious as the is the is the header. I would put that up there. I put Sissy Poss and Medvedev too as yeah. a like as a like a later date, like maybe primary challenger one and two. Sissy Poss can't be in two of them. He, just he, for rivalry week. Yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah, like just the, rivalry week. That's yeah, fair, Curious. Fair. Med, I mean, Medvedev was bigger than like Curious until this year. Like I feel like Stefanos and Medvedev definitely hate each other way more than Curious and Steph until this year though, because like all the. We Just, need Zverev back. Zverev versus Tsitsipas. Those, those, those are golden. Yeah. Give me... So that would be, that was my two. Do I get a third yeah, you one? Get, yeah, you get a third one. Who are those? Oh, God. Garon and... Uh, what? Those Marcos Garon? Those two dudes that fought on the court oh, this year. Oh, you're talking about uh, Mute? 
Yeah. Karen Mute versus. Uh, yeah, like and just like. No, yeah, who was that? Play it again. God, just, that's so. Funny. That would be the undercard, like the. That's such a good match. Because they actually pushed yeah, see, each the, other. See guys that would actually fight. Like those yeah. guys are actually trying to throw throw down. They're famous because they fought each other already, or yeah. they shoved each other. <laughs> I, n- no one's gonna probably actually people maybe will will know about this. JJ Wolf versus Stefan Kozlov. Those matches are always must watch. Okay. You, you ever watch Kozlov play? Like, I think I probably style. watched it. Yeah, I probably they, watched those it. Those guys were going at each other on the Challenger circuit for a couple Ooh, of years. Oh, I just thought of one. Holger Rune and that dude that got him the big, long um, the, the big long suspension when he first came back. Yeah, yeah. who was that? I, that when, would when be he, undercard when he, yep. when he said, I, like, the yeah, yeah, disparaging yeah, yeah. Yep. pejorative. <laughs> Give me. But, like, that would be undercard because they hate each we other. They rivals. have to we hate each rivals. other. Yeah, they have to. There's not enough. I don't know if there's... We need some rivalries in there. Give me a... Uh, oh, Nah, I'm trying to think of a girl. Djokovic, Nadal. I mean, obviously. Uh, yeah. I hope we get those guys... Are we? Do you think we're ever going to see them play again in a in a tournament? I mean, they just did. Like, they... Like, uh, I mean, again? I don't know. I hope so. Like, it's just like... We might have seen their last match. That might be the last one. It might have been. Anyway, guys, bunch of fun out here recording this one, and we will be talking to you guys here soon. Enjoy all the action across the world. Be following us early November. We'll be in San Diego for the ITA Fall Nationals. It's going to be a lot of fun in there as well. Just the college of tennis is incredible. We went to Louisville this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Got to see that action and blown away by how many guys are 13 UTRs out there in this world that play college tennis. It's like 13. Like, do you know how good you are if you're 13? And some of these 13s get, like, beaten straight sets. I'm like, it's incredible. I know. Shout out to Fabio. I think his name is Fabio Sal from UofL. Took the title home. But, guys, have a great weekend. We will be back with you, I believe, Sunday. No, that's a lie. We have Ohio State tournament. Next week, we'll be back with you guys. Have a great one. Talk to you soon. Peace.